Hello and welcome to Karaoke Theory. We have a full house this week. We're joined in studio with Kings of Karaoke host Sarah Bowes, as well as Ali Lopez from last week's episode. So stay tuned. I've been really lucky to be involved in two, um, what, like, in the company I worked for, we call, like, Magic Nights. Um, the first one was at Tandem, which is how I ended up hosting karaoke, because I don't know if you guys know this, but I used to hate karaoke. Mm-hmm. I hated karaoke so much. I hated karaoke with, like, every fiber of my being. I hated it. Because um, the first time I ever tried to do it was at my friend Chevy, uh, my friend Chevy's, like, seventh birthday party. <laughs> She turned 32 <laughs> three days ago. Um, and I signed up for, no, ninth birthday party. It was her ninth birthday party. I got to wear high heels, and I was very excited about it. And I signed up for Girls Just Want to Have Fun, because I loved that song. But even when I was nine, my voice was too deep for it. So it was, just, <laughs> it was a series of me being embarrassed and my voice cracking. And I'd been in chorus, and I'd done plays and all this stuff. And it was just so horribly embarrassing. Just hor- It scarred me, like full-on scarred me. And then after that, it would be, you know, I did a bunch of musical theater and whatever. And then the only karaoke I got invited to was um, private room karaoke, which mm. I hate. I hate private room karaoke still. It's okay to, like, practice, but for the most part, it's kind of a pissing contest. And it's uh, it's usually the person who decides they want to do it is a really good singer. And they just sort of want to show off <laughs> to, like, a small group of their friends. That is sort of what it is. Um, but have no sort of other outlet for it. So I would go to that and I would hate it. And then I found this little karaoke bar on St. Mark's Place that is long gone where it's like a dollar a song, but you just sang to the whole bar. And then I was sort of like, okay, this isn't bad because people are clapping. Like in private room karaoke, nobody claps. Yeah. It's just a bunch of people being like, next, like it's my turn snatching the mic around from each other. The thing that annoys me about room karaoke is that I feel like you could just be at home playing YouTube videos or playing music because you can't hear anyone singing. No, Everyone else is singing over them. Okay, um, private room karaoke is not karaoke. Can no. we just go yes. on the record? Agreed. 100% agreed. It all might right. be what Koreans call karaoke. It's not <laughs> real karaoke, all right? So so this 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 is our first like orthodoxy here. Yes. Um no, I I totally agree. But then um my friend Jay was like, I know this sounds weird, but you need to come to Tandem for karaoke next week. I was like, dude, I don't really like karaoke. He was like, I don't know what to tell you. You need to come. It was so much fun. He went the first week. So I went the second week, and I think it was the first time I ever sang Date Rape by Sublime. Because they had it, and I was like, I bet I could sing this song. And I killed it, and people lost their minds. That's and I was like, like song. it's my song because of that night. Yeah, wow. That's what things got She 
So I killed it. People lost their minds and like cheered and it was fun. Like the there was like a little screen in the corner and everyone just stood around you in a circle and it was just nuts. Like everyone was running around, everyone was hugging each other and it got to a point where I used to bartend on Wednesdays and I would tell my boss, I was like, I can't bartend Wednesdays anymore. And he, she goes, what? And I was like, I have to go to karaoke. She, and she goes, <laughs> she goes, that's, that's not a real thing. And I was like, I cannot work Wednesdays anymore. This is, this is real. And she goes, you can work every other Wednesday. I was like, fine. So every other Wednesday that I had to work, I would literally shut down the restaurant as fast as humanly possible, hop in a cab and go to karaoke. Um, texting your request. Texting my song request and yeah. being like, I'm on my way, I'm in a cab, <laughs> put me in. Um, yeah, and it just, it jumped from this thing that like I hated, like just had such a strong hatred for it, just being like, holy shit, this is so much fun. And it was during that time period that Pinebox opened. And I started talking to Jeff and Heather pretty... I mean, I made friends with Jeff and Heather basically the first night the bar was open. I was there every night. Um, They're also, like, the friendliest people They're the friendliest people. My God, we love you, Jeff and Heather. We Jesus. love Jeff and Heather. And baby Roger. Aww. They had a baby. Um, yeah, and I... They mentioned they wanted to do karaoke, and they knew the owner of Kings of Karaoke. And had been talking to him for a while and basically made made the decision that I would be the host, which is not something Kings of Karaoke usually does. Kings of Karaoke is usually like, we select the people who are going to work at your venue, but Jeff and Heather basically said, we will not do karaoke unless Sarah is the host. So that's how that happened, is they just sort of were like, you're doing this. And then I had to spend 45 minutes on the phone with the owner of the karaoke company while he was like, you understand this is a job. I was like, yes. And he was like, and you've sung before? I was like, yes. <laughs> He's like, it's not just fun. You don't, you get to drink for free, but you can't get blackout. I was like, yeah, it's a job. I understand. I'm a bartender. Like, I have a lot of access to alcohol. I think I'm going to be okay. You're karaoke mom I'm now. A I'm karaoke mom now. I'm so curious to know what it was like on the days we weren't there. Because so, you were there every other day. I was there every other day. Um, I mean, it was fine. It was always, there would always be someone who showed up that made me not want to murder whoever was being an asshole that particular night. Because every, I mean, I, I actually saw one of the pointiest karaoke regulars on the way in. I saw her and her husband uh, getting off the subway. She didn't even recognize me, and this was a girl who would just terrorized us, like, the first hour of the party. And she would just sing off-key and bounce around and not tip and be really loud. And so it was just funny, like, actually physically passing by her as I was coming here, because I was like, man, you were the worst. Well, now you get to rant about it. And now I get to rant about it and hope never listens to it. And if she does, change yourself. Yeah, yeah. right. You Be are a better disaster. person. Yes. Make better choices. Try not <laughs> if you sort of think that this is about you, it's about you. <laughs> and you're really bad at singing. Just really, really bad. Oh, yeah, she'll learn so much because we've been trying to talk about karaoke etiquette as much as possible. Yeah, I think it's 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 not just about what you do as a performer. That's 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 a, that's a big part of it. But the other part is like, how do you be a good audience member? Yes. I always my my least favorite thing is people would come in and it would always it would always be like people uh, non karaoke people who would come in and they would set up around one of the barrels in the front that would be in front of the stage and they'd set up with their backs to the stage and I was like what are you doing what like it's getting up there when having an audience with their backs to you is the worst like it's the worst it makes you feel terrible and I always say like I don't care if you're a bad singer I really don't if you're a bad singer and you're an asshole I'm gonna have a problem with that but if you're a bad singer but you're having a great time and you love it it's not a big deal and it takes so much like it takes a lot of balls to get up on stage I literally was that's like I think what I opened with was that there's a big difference between um, people who sing well and are assholes and people who sing poorly and are assholes like that 
actually, those are one and the same. They're just assholes. Yeah. You, you're just an asshole. Um, but people who enjoy it, it's so interesting. It makes it tolerable, I feel like. It does. I mean, one of my favorite regulars, uh, she came to Pinebox once in a while, but she was really one of my local 138 regulars, and she was a bartender there. And uh, she can't sing, and she knows she can't sing. She is 100% tone deaf. She would <laughs> sing 10 songs a night. She would have me do backup. <laughs> she was like, just sing behind me so I'm almost on key. And I was like, absolutely, absolutely. And she just had the most fun. She was bouncing around. She was having a great time. She sang songs that people like to sing along to. Yeah. And that makes all the difference in the world. And she knew she was terrible, and it was great. Like, we loved when she went up, because we were like, you're, you're having more fun than everyone else combined. No, yeah, well, that's, like, my main karaoke theory, as I'm always arguing that... There are not really any bad karaoke singers. There's just really bad song choices. Like songs that no one can sing. That and But even if you can't sing that well, you can still have a good time. Yes and no, though. But because of that woman that you just brought mm-hmm. up, I remember there being bad karaoke singers. It was like part of being a bad party goer. Like it's that one guy who's like, shoots! And you're like, this is a wine dinner. Like, shut up. In the wrong place. There's just somebody who's really out of place. And it's the people who sit with their backs to the stage. Yeah. It's the people who invite their 50 friends onto the stage, trip over the mic stand, and like. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. <laughs> We're already I, on drop the mic. We didn't even have to wait five minutes for that. The, because that's my thing. Like, I... So, my... Mm, I was karaoke mom. Like, that was my whole shtick. And it was only because everyone is terrible. Never forget, everyone is terrible. No matter what. You guys are all awful. Everyone is terrible. Uh, everyone listening to this is terrible. You're all terrible. But it was literally... That stuff's expensive. And people don't understand that. And everyone who is the type of person to be like, drop the mic is such a douche, like just such a douche. And I remember this one guy was so proud of himself. He run, he finished like terribly rapping his way through something. I think I remember this. I think I remember, I think this I remember this guy so clearly. And he dropped the mic and was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, you think you're cool? You are an asshole. And this six foot three dude just like crumpled and spent the rest of the night apologizing to me profusely, like would not leave me alone. He was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, just don't do it. Just don't do that. It's not hard. It's not hard to follow one rule. Do not drop the $100 microphone. It's not. It's funny because you say it so often So uh, every, when you host. Oh yeah, constantly. Yeah. Like, do not swing the mic. Do not drop the mic. Do not be an asshole. Those are, that's it. Those are the only rules. It's Easy. funny. You, so you call yourself a karaoke mom. But actually, when I was doing some research, there's so many different terms that people use for the, the job you do or the job that Kent does. Mm-hmm. Like, so is karaoke mom your favorite term or karaoke host? Like, what do you tell well, people I mean, I always do? say I host karaoke. I say I've, I spent four years hosting karaoke at a number of bars in Brooklyn and Manhattan. Um, but that my shtick, basically, like my persona doing it. Because everyone has something different. Like, you guys have heard of Precious Gorgeous? No. Uh, no, he's uh, he used to be a Cobra. He used to be a Cobra. Oh, yeah, I do remember oh, him. Oh, I do remember him. He used to do a great Prince cover. He does do great Prince. Um but he is super high energy, and he always gets the crowd amped, and he, like, helicopters around the room. Yeah. He's a great dancer, and he doesn't drink, and that's his whole thing. Like, he's very on point uh, and very good for nights that are a little, like, tend to be a little quieter because he amps everyone who's there up. Um, you know, and then there's a couple other people who are really good at hosting metal karaoke that I would never be able to do because I know. I just would not, not me. <laughs> it's not. It's just it was never going to be me. I was never, I never got put on those nights. It was never going to happen. Um... But karaoke mom worked because it, it's the same thing I do when I'm bartending. I'm always like, I I don't like people being rowdy, 
even at karaoke, like <laughs> rowdy to a point, but don't break anything. Just, you know, I'm like a cool mom. Not right, a regular like, welcome mom. to my apartment. Like, yeah. Don't touch anything. <laughs> don't break it. The Just thing about people it. turning around actually at Pine Box is particularly frustrating because Pine Box has a karaoke room in the back and then a bar in the front. Exactly. And it's like, if you're just going to talk to your friends and turn away, like, just go sit at the go bar. Somewhere. There's no reason for you There's to be no back There's no reason for you to be at the back. Yeah. And you know that those guys that would turn their backs would immediately turn around if somebody was bad and, like, judge them mm-hmm. and, like, be awful people. Oh, oh, I hate that guy. Yeah. Was that guy, that tall guy that dropped the mic, was that the worst you've ever seen? Um... Because I've seen some bad things with you, but I'm sure you've seen way worse. No, I mean, that guy, he just seemed so proud of himself when he did it that I needed to knock him down a peg because fuck that guy. Um, and it felt really good to do. And it felt really good that he spent the rest of the night apologizing to me because he was a jerk and he acted like a jerk. And now I think if he goes to karaoke, he knows not to be, he He'll knows to be like a little bit less of a jerk. So, you know, I'm trying to make the world a better place. I remember, so I think the, the time, I saw someone drop the mic, but I don't think it was that tall guy where he... It was definitely a hip hop song. Yeah. He definitely couldn't do it. And <laughs> he got kind of aggressive. He almost regretted his song choice and then got aggressive because people were sort of booing because he was so bad at the rapping that it was offensive. <laughs> and then he just started <laughs> cursing out the audience. Oh, and I then, he dropped, the and then he dropped the mic. He was like a scrawny kind of white dude. And he, it was probably Kanye West or something. And he just couldn't rap any of it. And then he started, or maybe it was Eminem. I think it was Eminem. It might have been Eminem. Even if it wasn't Eminem, it's Eminem it's, now. Yes. In story. In the lore, it's Eminem. Well, that's, I mean, one of the things about karaoke is don't, I, yes, I, I get that the words are on the screen. And I always say that. It's like, they're like, well, I don't know the words. I'm like, they're on the screen. But really, don't choose a song if you don't know the words to it. Because even if they're on the screen, you don't know the words to that song. You're not going to do it. It's going to go bad. You're not going to have fun. You're not going to enjoy it. You're going to be confused. And it's, it's not going to go well for you. Yeah. I remember also, bailing someone out of. Kanye West Gold Digger yeah. in London who had signed up for it and then was just like the words he was just like drunkenly staring at the words and being like they're so looking at them fly past yeah and he was just like they're so fast so like fast, just drunkenly like talking to himself like they're they're going so fast and I had I didn't really know him but he was a friend of a friend and I dragged everyone to karaoke so he was like pulled me up to help him and as I tried to help him sing he just shouted Get down, girl. Go hang. Get down. Like, constantly over me trying to save the song. That was the really, really bad. I feel like we have to bring something up because I don't know that any other episode is more perfect than this one. <laughs> About how gross it is to go up to sing karaoke after a slobber. Oh. <laughs> Good point. Did you ever see me, like, subtly wipe the mic off on my shirt? Oh, I would, I've like, seen it. I would come up and I'd be like, that was... Like, slowly run the mic down my dress. This yeah. is why Sarah Bowes is, in my notes for this podcast, yeah. like, Sarah Bowes, the professional. The prof- I mean, try not to be like, you are a disgusting spit pig. Because you are a disgusting spit pig. Or, like, girls who... Please imagine a microphone to my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and you just know that they're just blowing the microphone. Yeah. And you have to go on after them. You do, and I... We like the because I worked for a company called the Kings of Karaoke, and there were a bunch of us. And um, it was an ongoing joke that we were always taking uh, like emergency and stuff because we were sharing spit with a fuck ton of strangers. Like that was just what it was. (laughs) 
Sarah, we've been talking a bit about tips for beginners and like good first songs. Do you have any ideas for that? Um, Being the professional that you are. I mean, I'd honestly say pick a song you know you can sing. Like pick your shower singing song. Pick something that you know all the words to. Because again, if you pick something you don't know the words to, even if you sort of vaguely know the words to them. You don't know the words to it. You're going to stumble. You're going to get embarrassed. It's going to be hard. But I don't know. I mean, there's a huge 90s revival right now if you're like me and you're not like a great singer, but you have the range of a mid-90s dude. There's a lot of songs out there for you. There's a lot of like really (laughs) solid song choices that are not super hard to sing and people like. Um, Do not, do not ever sing Aerosmith. Any of them, I don't care. Don't sing it. Uh, specifically, specifically, you don't want to miss a thing because I fucking hate that song. <laughs> Can you do it as a sing along? Can you like get the whole bar to sing along and make fun of it? No. No, the other thing is never, ever heckle. Never make fun of anyone. Because, again, it takes a lot of balls to get up on stage. Always be supportive. Um, Right, but no, I mean, like, if your intention with choosing that song was like, everybody sing along. (laughs) No, because I hate that song and I never want it to be played I think irony is hard to, like, make it That's also true. true. Um, Like, you'd have to pretty much specify it before. Yeah. I I think there's a lot to be said for sincerity in karaoke. I think there's a whole lot to be said for it. Because you are singing something you love. You're doing something that, for most people, not you, obviously, Allie, as a professional singer, but, like, that's sort of a private thing. It's not something you usually do in public. So, I I mean, you know, I think it's important to pick something you're comfortable with or something that enough people will be singing along to that you'll feel comfortable. Yeah, I think those are... Can you give any good examples of these 90s songs sung by dudes uh, that wouldn't be people, good for you? People love Oasis. Oasis is relatively easy to sing, and everyone loves singing along to it. And um, New York to London, that's going to be popular. There you go. Um, it's a, it's a <laughs> good cross the bridge. is in the bar. <laughs> uh, right, in which case chairs will be thrown, and that'll be fun, too. It'll be great. <laughs> metal karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Oasis um, are so metal. It's, it's super metal. <laughs> metal, not meta. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Got it. But uh, on the other side of that, in terms of British bands, the Beatles are actually really hard to sing. Like, everyone knows the words, but they're, like, shockingly complicated to sing. So maybe don't go for that. Even though everyone would sing along, it would sound really bad. Um, I, don't, I mean, Oasis is good. Gin, basically, anything on the Empire Records soundtrack is going to be a win. Cranberries, people really like that. Oh yeah, people get yeah. real zombie. I've heard people get so real. So many zombies yeah. lately. People get what? real into that. 
my friend Catherine, that's her go-to song. And she doesn't do karaoke very often, but she pretty much only ever does that song. But apparently one time she was living in London and she was really drunk at a work party. And the intro started and she goes, this is for my people. (laughs) (laughs) And in like at a work party full of really wealthy English people and her, the only Irish person. I was like, this is perfect. So now she does it and she always says it because I thought it was the funniest thing ever. That's pretty great. Um, But she does it flawlessly. And that's not too hard to sing. It's a, no, I mean, it's, it's a, a good one. It's a good song. And it's, it helps when you have a bit of an Irish accent, I think it helps. Yeah, probably. What with, you know, it being <laughs> I think an Irish song. I feign one when I sing <laughs> it. I do, I do. That's racist. That's racist. Actually, okay, so that's the weirdest, like... Segway? Segway. But are I talking, do... Are we talking about the N-word in, uh, in yeah. rap songs by white people? Because that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the things people replace it with. Yeah. Neighbor is really popular. <laughs> And I remember the first time he went up, he, I don't remember what he was singing, but it said, it said bitches a lot, like in the beginning of it. And then at the end it would go into the N word. And for whatever reason he would skip. And this is a guy who is so white, like so, so white. He wouldn't say bitches. He would just mute it, like self, self-censor himself and mute it. But when the N word came out, he was screaming it. And I was oh, like, no. are you kidding? No. This isn't the guy that used to do Frank Ocean. That guy. Oh, I remember him. I used to see him That's a lot. He was a really good singer. He was a yeah. really good singer, but wouldn't say bitch, but yeah. Totally fine with totally the Totally fine thing. with the end. Uh, I loved when somebody would go up and do that Biggie song <laughs> that everybody talks about <laughs> and loves, whatever. I know it. Juicy? I just, yes. It's called Juicy. Um, And it would be a room full of, okay, I should say, I'm brown. I am Hispanic. You are Hispanic. Um, there were a few other minorities, maybe like a couple black people that came in. Alec. 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 Yeah. I mean, the fact that we can sit here and name three people. We can name that, that's, three that's black that's regulars. That's the majority. LaVon, Alec. Uh, that's it. And Allie. And, and Allie. Yeah, yeah. And the guy who leads at uh, oh, Cobra. Cobra. Yeah. So four people. Oh, well, yeah. But a room full of white people. Mostly white, men. Mostly men. Mostly middle class, or at least someone's paying their rent. Yeah. Um, hipstery types and I mean I don't know that was a mixed bag there were some frat boys in there too but it was a room full of white, white men and um, someone would always sing that song and it would be really quiet until the part where well if you, you don't, don't know, know now you, you know, know. <laughs> and it was just a room full of white people going no, no! <laughs> just, just it was like everything they've ever felt dear <laughs> I can say it. It's a safe place. (laughs) They're like, and they drop and roll out of the Uh, venue. Donald Glover does a bit about that, about being at a Kanye concert. He was like, he was like, I went to a Kanye concert in Texas where they make white people. And (laughs) everyone's singing along and they get to that and they're just shouting it. And they look at me like, what are you going to (laughs) do? There's more of me than you, boo. Mm -hmm. So do you think... So this kind of, this whole idea <laughs> you that... You don't know, now you know, neighbors. neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Ninja was also popular, yeah. Those well, if you don't ninja. know, Shaggy, you know Ninja. ninja. <laughs> well, the only time that I did, because I t- tend to really try and avoid songs that have the N-word in it. Yeah, but, but you did Nikki stuff. She didn't have the end in it. Did I? I don't even. Well, I think I did, but I think. Well, I... So this is the problem with, with monsters. You give me the Jay Z verse, and I've got all the the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> You've got all the ninja neighbors. All the ninja, all the ninja, neighbors. ninja neighbors. God knows what they're just doing. Like, the ninja neighbors. <laughs> but the one time that I did have to save that guy who was singing Gold Digger. Yeah. But it's easy to do that because I think when it's on the radio, he just goes like, I ain't saying she a gold digger. Is she messing with no broke, broke? Yeah. <laughs> you just say broke twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would never say that. I wouldn't. I would feel very uncomfortable saying it. I would feel very uncomfortable saying it too. That's why I would always do the Eminem half of Forgot About Dre and I would let Kent figure out what the fuck he was going to say instead. Oh my God, that's so right. Oh, Kent. What did he use He just say? sort of mumbled it. He just sort of like swallowed the word. Yeah. And then it was, it was like it wasn't there, so. <laughs> or like strategically pulling the mic away. <laughs> Which also works because, I mean, there are a lot of people who you're going to sing along the way you sing along at home. Again, it's something you do at home. Um... But yeah, strategically pulling the mic away is not a bad. As long as you're not shouting it into a microphone I feel like and you're better boy. than. Well, if you don't know, now you <laughs> know. know. Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbor. I mean, I think these guys have already heard the start of the story, but I'll say it quickly. So what got me thinking about the idea about whether karaoke could be racist or like fall into that kind of inappropriate reappropriation realm was when my friends and I sang Gangster's Paradise in London and a black woman at the end of our song took the microphone and said that was disgusting and inappropriate and threw the microphone on the ground and stormed out of the bar. Um, and I mean, I we'd actually weirdly sung Gangster's Paradise a few months before that and won a barbecue for doing it. <laughs> so we, it, we kind of made it one of our regular songs. Um, but yeah, it started to make me think, like, is there, do you think there's that element at all? Like, there's, there's songs you would avoid. Do you think that there is a line? I think that there is something to be said about cultural appropriation of any kind in any expression, uh, whether it be like wearing a headdress at Coachella or singing a primarily like a rap that's about the black struggle, you know. Um, I think she was right in feeling that way. I also think that you have a right in singing that song, you know, like it's a song that was put out into the ether by a black artist to signify. I mean, it's not like you're defacing it in any way it's not like you're there is an irony in you doing it and you know that and that's why you've chosen to do it but as long as you own that irony and you know that it's in good not fun but in I don't know that it's in good 
I don't know. That I think, you don't mean anything negative by it. I think part of it was that we were singing it in East London, like a newly gentrified area. Oh, shit. And I think, I mean, it's not really newly gentrified. I mean, it's basically Williamsburg of London. But it may have seemed like we were singing it, like we were referencing that like Hackney was like a gangster's paradise or something like that. Like, I don't know that I mean, if that's how she took it. That seems like a stretch. I mean, that seems like somebody went out wanting to be offended, honestly. And or maybe she was drunk and like I mean, heard way. it and was like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are super white. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I and we I do that song all the time. I do a lot of rap songs because I happen to be good at rapping. Like, the, that's really what it is. You like, are very good This is a skill rapping. I have and I am going to show it off. So. I can keep the beat. On a future episode of Karaoke Theory, we're going to discuss important topics such as race, reappropriation, and the N-word, and how they all apply in the context of karaoke. This week's episode was hosted and edited by Anna Keeley and Justin Falcone. You heard performances by Sarah Bowes performing Sublime's Date Rape at Pine Box in Brooklyn, The Wolf and Tiger Lily, two other fantastic Kings of Karaoke hosts, performing The Weekends, The Hills at Cobra Club in Brooklyn. Prince of Persia performing Aerosmith's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing at The Spread Eagle in London. And Dave performing Dr. Dre and Eminem's Forgot About Dre at The Pine Box in Brooklyn. Thanks for listening. Keep singing.